Okay, luckily, I have everything recorded that I've said the day before, so we can sit there and go, I told you so. Didn't I say that I was going to have this new attitude and, ugh, I was going to just trudge forward with a vim and vigor attitude, wasn't going to let anything get me down? Well, guess how well I screwed that up. So right now, I'm drinking, because I'm noticing a difference in my fingernails, if anything else, I'm going back to drinking my collagen water and my Miralax. I'm trying to until I figure out how to put those 10 supplements that Dr. Swaydan thinks will put my relaxin back in my body or whatever I'm trying to do with all those CoQ10 and methylsulfamine and calcium and vitamin K and vitamin C and QTP3. So here we go. So I'm drinking this. Mm. It's quite nasty and it looks like swamp water, but mm, I'm starting to like it. So, and then I'll chase it with my, my Fiji water. So, yesterday, you know, I did all that stuff I said I was going to do. The new me, exercise, take a break, don't do too much. Uh-uh, you got it, girl. My husband comes home, I've rested. I'm prepared for my husband to, to spend the evening with. So, I get up. And he decides that, why don't we go outside? He said, I'll keep him company while he works on the fence line. And I said, okay. So I wouldn't feel completely helpless. I thought, I'll get my paperwork. You know, it, it seems that if I push my paperwork through the house or if I carry my little file with me, I feel like I'm accomplishing something, even though I never am. But it just a little bit here and there. Like, if I go through it and throw away some papers, I did good. If I go through it and make one phone call, did good. So I carry it with me, trying to prepare for my new lady of leisure attitude, right? My new lady with accepting the head's diagnosis and that I can only do but so much attitude, right? So as we're preparing to go in the backyard, my neighbor starts waving me down because, you see, I cannot get a hummingbird to come to my yard. I cannot get a sparrow. I cannot get a bluebird. No birds come to our yard. But of course, I could attract a hawk's nest. I have a praying nest in my front oak tree. And there's babies up there and she's mesmerized watching it. So it's kind of got me excited, but I can't see them. So she's constantly looking at our house with her binoculars and I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. And I'm just thinking, okay, we'll chit-chat for a minute and talk about the hawks. Well, as I'm standing on the front porch, just standing on the front porch, my body is oozing sweat from every pore. I'm doing nothing but talking. And I'm like, plans alive. It is not that hot out here. What in the world is happening to my body? Now, when I was growing up, now that I know all these things to look for, for the heads, you know, all these things that have happened to me, I just figured we're life, deal with it, move on. I used to have, um, I say used to because I haven't had a problem with it lately, of hyperhidrosis, just in the armpit area. And I hate the word armpit. I don't know why, but I just do. But um, I was standing on the front porch, and in the hot weather, my whole body was sweating, but back in the day... I could be in a cold environment. I could be standing where I was yesterday. 
and not a single pore on my body was sweating. But of course, now we realize that my lymphatic system was strangled by my fascia. So that was the issue there. And I would be in like a big baggy short. It had a lot to do with how I dressed too, because it was very uncomfortable. My armpits would just drip sweat, just like a faucet, just drip drip and it would just be nasty so you were trying to think how do i get a maxi pad for my armpit i mean that's just nasty armpit so neither here nor there i've tried lots of things i've tried a cream you know you have to put a, an arm i didn't know i was gonna go here but let's go so you have to uh take a antiperspirant thing that you get from the doctor and you roll it I'm i'm demonstrating it for you just so you know and you're rolling it under your armpit, but you're not supposed to do it after you shave. So what did I do? I applied it every time after I shaved. And it would just burn to high heavens. And Because I hated armpit hair. You know, that's to me, it's just one of the nastiest things, just to have it protruding out. So I would shave, and then you have to put this antiperspirant thing on it. And then you have to take saran wrap and put under your armpit and then go to bed. Because it works at night. So that was real, you know come get me baby apparel. So I saran wrapped my armpits and then that would stop the sweating, but it never did. Then later in life, um, they introduced Botox to me. That's the only Botox I've ever had injected was in my armpits. I've got to stop saying it. It's just annoying, but it actually stopped it. And it was so cool because I felt like the world was my oyster after that happened. I mean, nothing was going to stop me because there was no funnel of water dripping from my armpit area. So for whatever reason, that stopped and probably because my lymphatic system quit working and nothing in my body was sweating. But now that we've released the helms, I sweat just Oh, needle, uh, just it's just ridiculous. So we're standing on the front porch talking about the baby hawks, and I'm like, okay, well, I have to come in and change clothes. I've done nary a thing except run my mouth, right? So I come in, I change clothes to go back outside with my husband. Well, he's working on the fence line. Well, I am trying so hard to adapt to this just being company position that I now have. And it's quite difficult because I see all of this stuff that I could be doing. I could pull that weed. I could move this. I could do that, you know. Just so much that I could do. Hey, gorgeous. Emma just came in. Go ahead, sit down, girl. Good girl. And then I'm just feeling a little worthless. So I'm looking at my paperwork, and then I'm trying to go ahead and keep my husband happy. We're listening to the iTunes, and we're listening to music. And then I get some Facebook messages, uh, that big group that I admin. I mean, I try, I try to, I mean, I respond to everybody that messages me, but, you know, one woman was complaining because she did a post and she felt that the person responded, you know, with a smart arse is what she said, a smart arse comment. And I apologized profusely to her and I'm like, I'm so sorry. That's not the intention of the group. And I went and looked at the post. I need to slow down, don't I? And I went to look at the post and, you know, she was just saying, this is how I discover that I have HSD and how about you? And somebody responded, the one and only person that responded said, yeah, a lot of us do. Take a look at the group. Well, the way I just said it sounds like a snarkily comment, right? Snarkily, yes. A smart arse comment. But if you look at it like, yeah, a lot of us do. Take a look through the group. You know, it just depends on how you want to read it. So... 
you know, I told her, I'm here for you, you know, let me know. Never responded back to me. And that just irritates me because if you're going to contact me, well, at least have the respect and the decency to correspond if you're requesting the corresponding. So as I'm sitting there doing that, I'm going, okay, I'm on my phone. My husband's out there busting his fanny, doing the weeds. And I'm like, okay, motivate Christy, work on the paperwork. So then I open up my paperwork and now my body is just sweating again. And I'm on the porch in the shade doing nothing. So then I'm sitting there trying to just stay motivated. And then I turn and look and Emma's done busted out of the house. She's learned how to open the door. Well, we don't want them out because of the hawk's nest because they look like supper. So I'm thinking, okay, I can't get her in. So then I'm trying to work with Emma. And then my neighbor's texting me going, oh, the hawk, the hawk. So apparently a baby hawk fell out of the nest or was pushed out of the nest. Who knows? There's a, there's three of the babies in there. And I'm like, okay, now there's a baby hawk on the ground. And now I'm hearing the, oh, 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 oh. And there's hawks up in the air. My husband's out there working and I'm trying to go out there and find Emma and I'm just thinking my hair is going to be hawk's bird feed or nest at any moment. I just don't know. And trying to get motivated and I'm like, I see the baby hawk and he's trying to fly and then I'm going, okay, where's the mama? Where's the daddy? And then I see it. You know, my neighbor's just enjoying this. It's just exciting for her. But I'm like, my hair, my cat, uh-huh. and my husband, he's doing all this work and I'm doing nothing, but I'm chasing this baby hawk that's somewhere in the yard. So then I'm just going amongst my things, trying to do things, diddy bopping throughout the house, trying to you know go get my husband a Gatorade, go get my husband a towel, trying to be useful. And just as I'm coming around the corner, I am face to face with a baby hawk looking into my front door with Ella just going, you know what a cat does, and her tail starts, I've got pictures if you'd like to see, but it's baby hawks just looking in my front door, my neighbor's all excited, but she doesn't see this part, and so I'm like, okay, I've got a baby hawk, I need to do this, so I'm looking at Ella, of course I had time to take a picture, so I do that, and then I'm like, we have to get, what do we do, you know, this baby hawk, so I then just try to get Ella away from the door. Emma's still sauntering out back doing her little things. So I'm like, ignore the baby hawk. So I go back out with my husband and I'm trying to help him. And he has done a doozy of a pile of work. Just pulled all these things up, cut limbs off. And I'm like, ooh, that looks so good. Because what am I supposed to do as a lady of leisure with heads? Because I'd be given head, but no, he's out there working. Sorry, I couldn't help. But I mean, he's out there working his rear end off and I'm just going around chasing hawks and sweating and looking like I'm trying to do paperwork while I'm worried about this woman who was offended on Facebook and, you know, doing absolutely nothing. So then I'm like, it's time for me to go ahead. I'll call Amazon because my husband had returned some pants. Well, I did for him that he didn't want. And I hadn't gotten the return yet. So I was calling Amazon. Well, as I was on the phone, still dodging the baby hawk, my husband's pretty much done working in the yard. He comes in. Now, all I did for dinner was thaw out the hamburger the night before so it would be ready, you know, in the refrigerator, ready to go because he doesn't like to thaw out hamburger and cook it on the grill the day of. It has to be completely thawed out before he cooks it. 
And right now I'm back into eating hamburger as long as I got mustard. Oh, it's so good. So I'm like, he's going to start supper. Well, no, let me do something because you just went out there and worked. But then I've got my earbuds in because I'm on hold waiting for Amazon because they call you now when you ask for a call. And he's going in. And the next thing I know, he comes out with hamburgers. And then I'm like, okay, he's putting them on the grill. I'm like, look, what, what do you want with it? He's like, we'll do French fries. I said, okay, I'll go start the French fries. Let me participate. Let me participate. Now, this whole time, Wyland is in the bed. Remember, he wasn't feeling so good earlier in the day. And so... He was lying down, and so I wasn't having to worry about my son. I, I go check on him. I knew he wasn't feeling well, but, you know, I wasn't feeding him or anything, and he wasn't out there helping us, and so it was just me and my husband and the hawk and Emma and Ella and all that. So I go in, and I start the air fryer. just love those things. It used to be the fried daddy. My fried daddy, I cried when my fried grandpappy died. That was the biggest of all fried daddies, and... I allowed it, you know, it just, I buried it, and then the air fryer came out, and then, ha ha, I'm off to the races. So, I go to start the air fryer. Well, then, Jeff from Amazon is on the line. So, I said, well, hey, Jeff, and I explained the situation. Now, in the course of doing this, I am chasing paperwork that I have ripped up because the wind has decided to blow, and I'm trying to pick that up. My husband comes out. He's flipped the burgers. And then I come in to go do the French fries. Well, he already put the French fries in the air fryer. Because when I left and it was warming up, you know, Jeff came on the phone. And so that went by the wayside. And then I'm like, oh, my God, would you please just let me help? You know, I've got to be able to do something. Just, you know, let me be a participant in life here. And then Jeff and I are talking, and then Jeff puts me on hold because he has to go find and research the issue. And then the next thing I know, Emma comes running up with her ears completely pulled back. Evidently, she came face-to-face -face with the hawk herself, and she was ready to come inside because she is not an outdoor cat. I'm like, there are no heating pads and laps outside, so why do you continually open the door to go? So she's going back in the house, and then my husband is picking up the burgers to take in. And I'm like, but I, I, I'm not ready yet. I'm on the, I'm, I'm on hold for Jeff. And then he's in there, and I hear the dishes going, and I hear the air fryer beeping. It's done. And then I'm trying to put all my paperwork up, and then I'm getting pissy. I'm getting so pissy. How dare my husband go out there and do weed pulling and then fix supper? And then get it ready and put it on the table while I'm out here talking to Jeff. How dare he do that? Daggum him. And then I'm just like, go ahead and start. Just go ahead and start eating. I, I'm waiting. Just, just go ahead. I've been waiting for this phone call. And now why I waited until now to make this phone call, we'll never know. But I had to continue with it because Jeff was going to come to the rescue. So I'm just like, just go ahead and eat. Just go ahead and eat. I just, just, I'm not there. I'm just not on your schedule. That was me getting all pissy and snippety. And then Jeff comes to my rescue and he says, we found out what happened. You shipped the pair of pants back in with another order instead of using that mail number. But it's okay, Mrs. Hanchy. We will take care of it. And I was like, well, thank you, Jeff. You have a lovely day. And then my husband comes out and he starts grabbing my hand. He goes, you ready to eat? And I'm like, tears just start streaming down my face. Now, you would think as much as I cry in a day that I would not just thank you very much as I'm 
taking my glasses off and having to be squirting these daggone replenish eye drops in my eyes so daggone much. I can't see. And so I'm like, what is the purpose? And so then we're coming up, you know, he's helping me up the steps and everything. I feel like we're on, like, on Golden Pond moment, you know. And he's like, come on, let's eat. And he's helping me, you know, grab my folder and everything like that. And we're going in to eat. And then, like I said, tears just pouring down my face. And he said, what is wrong? I said, I'm just so mad because I didn't do anything to help you. And I said, and I was out there and I could have, and I just, it's, I'm just, I'm not accepting of this. I just, I'm so frustrated. So we go ahead and eat. And then I was going to change clothes again, take a shower because I just felt gnarly, but then I was able just to freshen up and I felt good. So we came back to sit down about, about this time, it was about 9, 15 o'clock. And we are sitting down lying in the bed. Now, my husband has worked his rear end off, you know, at work, and then out in the yard, then cooked supper, then did the dishes, and I'm feeling as worthless as I'll get out. And as we're lying there, he falls asleep. And we we joke, because my son and I do, because my husband likes one show, his house, and that's what he watches all the time. So when he falls asleep, that's when I can watch another show. And I figure, he's about there doing all of this stuff, I can sit there and watch House, you know, and he's, you know, he'll fall asleep and, you know, whatever. So I'm into Queen Charlotte right now, and don't tell me what happens because I'm in the last episode halfway through, and I think it's going to be a tearjerker. Don't know why. But anyway, so I get this text message from my son. He has awoken. He has arisen. I think I'm being killed. Please help me. And I get up, and I go into his boudoir. He is burning up. He is so hot with fever. Now, I have felt... Are you home? Yeah. Excellent. I'm almost done, okay? All right, love you. Welcome home. So, my husband just got home. So, I'm going in there, and I'm like, he is burning up. So, I'm like, take a deep breath, take a deep breath, go get some alcohol, not to drink, but that would have been nice, and isopropyl and get ready to rub him down. You've been waiting for those, Christy. You've been waiting to be a mother. You've been waiting to be needed. Sadly, it was because my son was burning up with the fever. Now, I don't know about y'all, but my son and I ride the temperature gauge low. We're like 97. Most people are like 98 point whatever. And we're about 97. So, through his life... His fevers have been like 98, 99, right? So close to 100, but not. But at 99, nine, at 98.89, that's a fever for us, right? That's a little bit of a fever. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to take your temperature. So I take his temperature, and it is 102.2, which would be like 103, 104. And I'm like, okay got to do something. He's like, mom, my body aches. Now we've never dealt with this. I guess, you know, in my growing up years, we had fevers, we had chicken pox and stuff like that, you know, all these little things. And I guess because of science and stuff like that, I mean, we've been very fortunate. My son had mono a couple of years ago and the stories that I have heard about mono, he just skated right through. So I was shocked, you know, and, and the doctor's like, a lot of people have mono and never 
show symptoms of it, and your son is probably like one of those. I'm like, okay, fine. So my son is experiencing something he has never experienced, and you know, he's we've been very fortunate. You know, he woke up July fourth one day, and uh, and that was probably about like in two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen, and he couldn't breathe, so he had asthma, which he's grown out of, and. We've dealt with a few, you know, vomiting issues and things like that, but no strep, no flu, no, no, really, no nothing. So I'm like, this is my moment. Here we go. Mothering. I'm useful. I'm needed. And my son, my husband, you know, he's he's kind of sleeping. So I go and I get Bubby and I'm like, okay, we're going to, you know, get, get you situated. And I go and look. I said, let me just double check and make sure I'm doing the right thing. Well, according to the internet, Isopropyl alcohol is like, <laughs> you know, I believe everything can be fixed with Robitussin and Vicks VapoRub, but evidently not, not anymore. Uh, the things that I grew up having done to me and thinking were the end-all be-all are apparently tragic and cause coma issues now. So I am glad I looked that up. So because of all those episodes of House that I told you about, I go and get ice packs. So I get ice packs and I give them Tylenol. And I'm just sitting there rubbing him down with ice. And I'm putting a cold cloth on his head. And then my husband kind of wakes up. I said, I think we're going to have to go to the hospital. And I said, I don't know what to do. And he's like, Christy, it's a fever. We grew up with fevers. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. So then I just take a deep breath. And I just sit there and keep waiting. And then I check my son's temperature. And it's, you know, after about an hour and a half, it's gone down to 100.8. I'm like, okay. So I'm just keep rubbing them down. My husband goes back to sleep. Then I can get back to Queen Charlotte. But I don't because I'm in there with my son because I want to be there. I mean, just because he was in and out, you know. He was, you know, kind of seeing things and then talking to me. He's, I was like, son, what would you like me to do? He goes, it's on you, Mom. I said, well, do you want me to stay here with you? I, I said, I think you need to rest. You need rest and fluids, but you need to sleep. And you can't sleep and get fluids unless it's IV, and I'm not going to do that. So, and if I'm here talking to you, but he goes, Mom, you're the professional. It's up to you. And I'm going, oh, my God, if you only knew. <laughs> I, don't, I was never supposed to have children. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I'm a four-legged animal, Mama. I don't know what to do. So, I'm just like, be there for him. Be there for him. And... I, I'm changing ice packs because he's just burning up. And then I come in after he starts snoring and then I hear my husband snoring and then I come in and I lie back in the bed and I go back to Queen Charlotte and I'm waiting because I'm waiting for my son. Now I'm waiting four hours since the last dose of medication that I gave him, which would be one o'clock in the morning because I wanted to give him another dose of Tylenol to get that fever down. And so I'm just sitting there waiting, listening for him to stir on the bed. Anytime he moved, I'd jump in there, you know, make sure he was okay, let him know I was there. And then I came back and I'm watching TV. And then at one o'clock, I get up and I go in there and I feel his head. And I'm like, okay. He still feels warm. My hands are always cold, you know, rain odds and all that. And I'm like, I don't know what I need to do. So I go in and I get this little uh, thing that you put on the forehead that supposed like shows you your your temperature, um, you know, on your forehead. And 
we were using, I mean, I'm still using, because we've just been very fortunate to have to use them. I just threw away the ear thermometer because I realized that one wasn't working. But it's one that was given to us in one of his baby, uh, one of the baby showers that I had at the radio station. And um, in one of those, like, emergency baby kit things. So I was using that. And my husband and I, that thing has an alarm on it. Did you know that? If you have a real fever, it goes, and we're like, didn't know that existed. So I'm like, considering we've lived like 15 years with our son with ever, ever having to hear that alarm, I figure that's pretty good. I've given him this rare genetic disease thing, this connective tissue issue. I think he can get a break. So I, I'm i like, this thing that you lay on the head, just, it, it's, I know he's got more than a 98 degree temperature. I, something, he's got a fever. I, I need to figure it out. So I look and I'm like, and I'm also, I have a flashlight on his head because I have to be able to read it because it's not, you know, light upable. So I'm sitting there with a flashlight looking at my son's head. And so then I go and I'm like, how do I do this? So then I go and I get the thermometer and I turn it on and then I go in there and I wait until my son's mouth is just a little open, just a little bit. And then I wait just for the right moment and I stick it in his mouth <laughs> and I've got the flashlight on his head and he just wakes up just kind of looks at me with his eye and he goes mom because he had one eye open he goes I kind of felt like somebody was stabbing me and you're shoving something in my mouth and I said since you're awake would you mind if I take your temperature so he obliged and I went ahead and 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 took his temperature and was changing ice packs and everything like that and he was down to 100.6 and I said would you please take two more Tylenol and I gave, gave him two more Tylenol and then he went right back to sleep and I put my thermometers and everything back and I was up till two o'clock just waiting to see if he needed me to see if anything would happen and then I fell asleep watching Queen Charlotte and Queen Charlotte went all the way through and I was like, man, alive. So I had to go back and rewind it to the part where I fell asleep and I said, I am not going to allow myself to stay up because I seem to be doing good with this bromide thing and I seem to be able to get up in the morning and and I just, I need to stay focused. So I need to be able to go to sleep because my husband doesn't have to go to work till later in the morning and maybe we could do something, you know, on a Sunday morning because it's been a long time. And so I make myself go to sleep and I wake up in the morning and I check on my son at 5.51 and his fever has seemed to break and he's doing good. So I go back to sleep. My husband's still asleep, which is a rarity for him to stay, but he wasn't asleep. He was just lying there because like I said, he gets up at five o'clock every day like clockwork, but at least now he was lying just in bed. So I go ahead and go back to sleep and then at about eight o'clock I kind of I kind of get up and I tell my husband I said look I was up till two and I'm just trying to you know I want to be able to you know make it. he's like no, no 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 just sleep but I'm feeling kind of lazy and then my son had woken up and he was doing good so I, I lied in bed you know lay in bed whatever till about 8 48 or whatever and then I get up and I'm preparing to do my exercises because I have to do those exercises every morning before I start anything because if I don't my day will be consumed with other things and by the time it's ready for me to you know do those exercises my body won't be ready and I'm just going to make myself worse but I thought to myself it's a special 
day, my my husband, you know, my son's feeling better, but he's just lying in bed, which I wanted him to do. And I said, my husband doesn't have to go to work till one o'clock. And there's a reason why I got all these times in here. And it's like 8.42 and I'm like, I forget it. I said, let's go do something we like to do. I said, um, you know, why don't we go ride the island? Because we love to do that. It's the Colonial Parkway and then there's the Jamestown Island and you've got a three-mile loop and a five-mile loop and we like to go ride it. And I said, I'll put off my exercises. That's why I'm like, I should have gotten up earlier. I should have gotten up earlier. He's like, no, everything's fine. And so he finished drawing his ruse for the day and he checked on Bubby and we're like, you know, are you ready to eat? And he's like, you know, I, I don't know. And we're like, you know, pancakes he's like yeah i'd like to have pancakes i said well you okay i said well i said would you like some ice cream we'll go you know go to 7-eleven because you know i want to get my soda pop and uh that's one of the things my, my husband and i do we ride we go to 7-eleven i get a soda pop and then we hit the island and so he's like yeah that'll be fine and and my husband he's like well chris i'll just call him chris y'all know him, chris i said chris why don't you know we'll go ahead and and ride the island and then we'll come back and he's like, I'll fix pancakes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine. So we got just tipped on my, my restasis or replenish, whatever. No, are they replenished or are they restasis? Oh, restasis eye drops. So yeah, I just tipped those over. I got a whole box right beside me. So then we get in the truck. We head down to the island. Now remember the turtles. I've told you about those turtles. They have turtles that migrate and they have to go from the swampy areas. They have to cross the road. So there are times that you cannot ride the island. And it, the directions on the internet don't make sense to me. And I told my husband, I said, screw it. Let's just ride down there anyway. Let's just go have fun. We can go down the other part of the parkway because the murders aren't happening anymore. So, I mean, that was in the 80s, you know. And so I said, let's just go and, and just enjoy. So... We go, get my soda pop, and then we hit the island. And then when we get there, the island is intermittent days at the end of March and April. But then I guess it's closed all through May and June. So we can't ride the island. And we've been doing it for over 15 years. And we've never, we just, we've, I don't know how we didn't realize that it's closed during those months. It's still, I'm perplexed by it. I'm still trying to figure out how, you know, we didn't realize that the island was closed on these days. And it's like, it's brand new information. That's, that's it's like brand new information that the island is closed because of these turtles. And now that I am a hawk mama, I feel at one with nature. So we go to the island and we see that you can't go because they don't want you to drive because you can't, uh, they don't want you squishing the turtles, but you can walk. And I guess they're small turtles. I'm kind of curious, you know, so I kind of want to see, but I can't really make the walk. So I guess we'll never know. So we turn around and we're going down, going down the parkway and, and riding down and we see deer. And then we look and we see these buzzers and then they're like attacking a turtle, a big turtle. And I'm like, this isn't good. We've got to save it. And the hawk, or the, it's not the hawks, these are the buzzers. And we're like, we can't. You know, he's like, Christy, come on, we can't do anything. I said, okay, fine. So we drive down a little bit further. Then he looks, and there's a big turtle getting ready to cross the parkway. I mean, a big turtle. And I'm like, we need to go back and just check on it. I said, unless that turtle's going to try to save the other turtle, I don't really know. So we turn around, and we drive back through, and then these buzzards do this weird thing with their wings. Like, I don't know what it is. 
I guess, alert and all the other buzzards or something that there's prey. And I think that turtle's dead. And we kind of figured out the turtle's dead. And we said, okay, let's just go on and just go ahead and do our thing. The other turtle had crossed the road quickly, believe it or not, by the time we drove back by. So we're leaving the parkway. We come back home and my husband starts pancakes. My son's in in the living room playing games. And I'm like, do you want some bacon? He's like, yeah. So I go ahead and I open up the bacon and I start cooking the bacon. I'm trying to do, because I like it crispy if I do eat it. And I'm trying to do some in the oven and some in the microwave. My husband's making pancakes and I'm sitting there working on, you know, putting the bacon on the platters and everything. I'm putting them in the microwave, putting them in the oven. And then we're just, you know, having conversation and doing our little thing. And then my husband gets done making the pancakes. And remember, pancakes are important to me because that was our wedding cake. And I just love pancakes. And he makes this big, big-ass pancake for my son that's like the size of a plate on top of other pancakes. And then he makes us a pancake because he's like, you're going to eat. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to eat. And so the bacon comes out. It's pretty good. My son's eating bacon, feeling better. His fever's broken. And... Then I go ahead and eat, and I'm real thrilled. My husband's doing some of the dishes, and then he looks at the time. He goes, I've got to get ready. I've got to go to work. I've got to take a shower. And I said, you go ahead. I'll finish. I'll finish the, 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 the dishes. Let me, let, me, let me participate. And he goes ahead and walks away to go do the shower thing. And my son and I sit there, and we watch a show. And then, uh, because I didn't want to run the water while he was taking a shower, and my son and I are watching the show, and then my husband comes up, and he goes, I'm getting ready to leave, and he goes ahead and hugs my son goodbye, and then he comes and gives me a kiss, and then, I don't, I mean, we're very, we're affectionate people, but he kind of put his arm around me, and I felt like, well, this seems kind of special, like, what's going on, and he's like, I just love the smell of bacon. And it hit me that, the, of course, here I go, I'm crying. This was the first Sunday morning breakfast that I have had with my family in over two years. And it it just did my heart good. And I think the point of everything that I'm sitting here telling you about is that it's not going to be perfect, any plan that you set forward to manage this illness. It's going to be baby steps sometimes, and it's okay. But I am so grateful that I somewhat this time listened to what I was told to not do and do. And I feel like I am making those steps forward. And I do see that light at that very long end of the tunnel. And you will too. And we'll get through this together. 
And when you hear, I don't know, what was that, five words? I love the smell of bacon. We'll say it's five. I love <laughs> the smell of bacon. And when you hear those words and you feel satisfaction, whatever it is you need to feel like you accomplished and managed this illness for that day, I hope you find it. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.